I'm Heather Vale, and this is the Odyssey Las Vegas Public Affairs Show. I'm speaking with Sonny Shabro, founder of the Douglas J. Green Memorial Foundation, which is currently wrapping up their ninth annual Munchies for the Military donation drive. Sonny's son, Doug, was killed in action in Afghanistan in 2011. To honor his life, she created the Douglas J. Green Memorial Foundation with a mission to provide care packages for armed forces members who are deployed overseas. Sonny, thank you so much for being here today. Oh, Heather, thank you so much for having me. So tell us more about the Douglas J. Green Memorial Foundation and what prompted you to start it in your son's memory. Sure, of course. Yes, he was killed in action in August 28th, 2011. And I knew the best way to honor him was, well, basically to, you know, turn my pain into strength somehow mm-hmm. and to do what I know what he loved. And what he loved was getting the care packages sent to him when he was deployed overseas. And he also loved when I would send more than one so he could share it with all his, as he called them, brothers and sisters that were also deployed with him overseas that, you know, that their families did not have the funds to do that for them. So he was so excited when he received these care packages because it had all his favorite snacks and he would open this box and not only would it be his favorite snacks, but it represented home and it represented that we haven't forgotten about him and we knew he was over there. And that alone made him feel so good and special. Yeah, that's awesome. So besides being able to share the snacks with other military members who were deployed over there, how else did Doug inspire others around him? Well, everyone said that when you just spent five minutes with Doug, they always remembered how he made them feel. And when he was over in his second tour in Afghanistan, it wasn't like his first tour. It was gotten very dangerous. And he even said, Mom, I don't think I'm going to make it out of this one. I said, sure you are. You only have a month. But he still would, you know, let his other brothers that he was over there with laugh. He would tell jokes. Even though they knew it was very dangerous, he kept making it feel very lighthearted. He didn't want them to think that there was a possibility that they could die. But he just really was that guy to make him smile, make him laugh. And Doug always gave back no matter what he did, even in between his deployments, he was based in Alaska and Fairbanks. He wanted to become a big brother, big sister. So he became a big brother <laughs> to a little boy in Alaska. So he was all about giving back. So I just knew there was no better way to honor him was to do that, give back somehow in some capacity. But, you know, all his friends after he was killed, they were, they, they still reach out to me. I'm still very close to so many of them. And they still remember Doug as being such a kind hearted soul and with just a great, great sense of humor. And all he wanted to do was come back and serve his own country in his own community and come back a veteran. That's amazing. It is. So the Munchies for the Military Care Package Drive is one of the ways that you give back in his honor, in his memory. And currently it's going on right now. This weekend is the last chance that people can donate at various places. But tell us more about the Munchies for the Military Drive in general and kind of like the scope, because I know this is a big thing that happens every year at this time. It is. And we're so excited because, and you know, we just have some great sponsors this year. We, 
you know, had the Vegas Golden Knight Foundation that is our presenting sponsor. We have some great schools like Del Webb and, of course, the city of Henderson and Inspirata. So we've all come together and we've all have been doing this for, you know, going on nine years now. And it's such a great way for all the community to get together. And, you know, this Las Vegas Valley, they know how to support nonprofits, especially when it comes to military and our men and women that are deployed. So we're just so excited to have all these, you know, men and women and kids come out. And, you know, like I always said, you're never too young to volunteer. You could be two years old, you could be 92. (laughs) And we have all ages that come out. And it's only about an hour and a half. It's from like one to two, two thirty. And it's just so nice to see these high schoolers and Liberty High School is the most amazing high school. And that's why we just keep having it there. These students, they just know how to give back and they put on such an amazing event with us. So the student council, they're all ready for us when we get there. Everything is organized and it's just a great event. And to see these students and high schoolers and kids come out and they're not even on their devices for two hours, which is amazing. (laughs) And they just have so much fun and it's so rewarding because they understand what they're doing and what the cause is that there's men and women over there sacrificing their life you know, just, you know, so we could actually be here having this conversation, Heather, you and I. And so we're just so grateful that they're doing this. And so when the community comes out, we so appreciate it. And, you know, if, if they're too late to donate, they can certainly come on the day of and bring those items that are needed. And they can go on inspirata.com and see what the items are. And if they don't want to donate items, snacks, then they can go on the Douglas J. Green Memorial Foundation.org and they can also donate monetary donations because the post office doesn't pay for these care packages. And they're about $19 just to send for postage. So wow. we appreciate any help with that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So how many care packages do you send overseas every year? So we're up to almost 2,000 at this point. We send them all year long. And, you know, if anybody has any family member or friend, aunt, uncle that is currently deployed, they can actually go on our website, the Douglas J. Green Memorial Foundation website, and there's a drop down and they can request a care package any time of the year because we're sending them all year long, Christmas, Thanksgiving, Easter, or just because somebody (laughs) needs it a friend or a loved one that has somebody deployed, we will never say no to anybody. And we will send anything like Xboxes or games or anything that they really need, hygiene products. We'll send them all year long. So yeah. That's great. That brings up the question, what are some of the items that are on the kind of wish list, the ones that the men and women appreciate the most? Well, of course, you know, we've got these wonderful Girl Scout troops across the Las Vegas Valley that have donated over 600 cases to us. So they love getting the Girl Scout cookies. I know my son did. And um, if you can just imagine your favorite snack that you love and that you can't have for almost 10 months to a year, then that's kind of like what you want to send, you know, cookies, gum, snacks, pretzels, anything like goldfish. And then, of course, the wipes. My son and there are some other uh, men and women that are deployed, they're in outposts and they don't have the capability of showers. So they need the wipes, they need the hygiene, they need the, you know, underarm perspirant, female hygiene, they need toothpaste, toothbrush, 
floss, all the things that you would think that what if what would you need if you were gone somewhere in the middle of nowhere for 10 and a half to 11 months? So yeah, we try to focus on things like that. And also, if they really don't know what to bring, they can also go on the inspirata.com and there's a list of what they can donate to us. Other things that they can bring is uh, writing paper or pens or and pencils and stamps, batteries. Some of the schools around the valley, they're so great. They actually write notes to them and they love getting the boxes and opening up the notes and all the letters from, you know, all the students from around the valley. That's really a great thing that they do as well. What is some of the feedback that you get from the men and women who are receiving the care packages? Oh, wow. I'm so glad you said that because I love going on our, you know, on our email and our Facebook. We have a Douglas J. Green Memorial Facebook. And when they receive these care packages, they send us thank you letters. And they sometimes they hold up the package with pictures and they just tell us how grateful that they are. And, you know, it's just snacks. And you think, wow, you think you would send them a million dollars, but it's just the snacks that they haven't had in a while. So they're so grateful and they're so happy to receive these items. And they do share them with some of the other men and women over there because we do send like 15 to a unit. So if we have one address, we'll send 15 care packages to one man so he could share them with other people because that's what my son loved to do. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Okay, so just to clarify, people can drop off items to go in the care packages this weekend. So until yes. April 30th, so Correct. Sunday, until Sunday, April 30th, and mm-hmm. some of the places that they can drop it off, well, they can see the full list at inspirata.com, but some of the places include the City of Henderson Rec Centers, Lifeguard yes. Arena, Humana Offices, and then next Saturday, May 6th, that's when you're inviting everyone to come down and they can bring donations that day as well if they didn't get a chance to drop them off and they can help pack up all these care packages, right? Yes, they can stuff those care packages with all these goodies. And it's, you know, like I said, if it starts right at one, so we start promptly at one and it really only goes to the whole care packaging event, probably in like 35 minutes. And then we put them all in a truck in one big line and it goes very smoothly. We're like a well-oiled machine now, but it's just a great time for all the families, for all ages. And we encourage everybody to show up at one o'clock all over the Valley. And again, if you can't bring something with you, just show up and just stuff a care package. (laughs) How can it possibly happen that fast? That sounds incredible. You get all those boxes packed up in like just over half an hour. Yeah, it's well about 45 minutes because we have so many volunteers that take all the goodies, put them in the boxes and everybody that comes, they hand us the box. We have volunteers that yeah, that tape it up and then we have more volunteers to put them in the truck. So it just runs just very smoothly. It 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 really does. It's very organized events. And it all happens at Liberty High School and the high school students help out as well, right? They do. And we welcome all the schools across the valley. And, you know, you know, it's so rewarding and so much fun for some of these people that show up. And then they ask us like a week later, 
Sonny, when is the next one? When is the next one? We want to come to the next event. And I said, well, right now we're just doing it once a year at Liberty High School, but I will let you know. And then we add them to our email list because they're so excited to do it again. And um, anybody that needs, you know, volunteer hours, we give hours for volunteering for all the high school students as well. But it's just a, a, a good time. And again, it's about, you know, one hour at the most, one hour, maybe 15 minutes. So it doesn't take up all your day, but you're just coming and you're really giving back to these men and women that just do so much for our country. Yeah, that's amazing. And it sounds like fun as well. It is. And you know, I know my son's up there and he's saying, you know what, mom, good job. This is exactly what I would have wanted you to do, you know, to honor to honor me. And yeah, um, yeah, there's no greater thing to, to do for him. I just know he's really happy that we're doing this. Absolutely. So once again, if you want to find out where all the drop-off places are, if you want to look at the wish list, just go to inspirata.com under events, and you'll also see where to join in on May 6th. So Saturday, May 6th, next Saturday, May 6th at 1 p.m. That's when the packing party, for lack of, lack of a better word, that's yes, when the Liberty packing party at Liberty High School. So Liberty High School packing party happening Saturday, May 6th at 1 p.m. Everybody is invited to come out and help pack up these boxes that are going overseas for the active military men and women who are deployed overseas, and they appreciate it so much. And you can bring your donations with you. And if you can't do any of that, Douglas J. Green Memorial Foundation.org is the website to go to where you can make a monetary donation. Douglas J. Green Memorial Foundation.org. And again, all the information is also on inspirata.com. If you want to come out and help out or you want to drop off a donation, just go to inspirata.com and click on the events tab. And Sunny, I want to thank you so much for being here. This is amazing what you're doing, you know, in honor of your son, but you're touching so many more lives and it's just like, it snowballs, right? Like, he, so he, he inspired people and now more and more and more people are getting inspired in his name and honoring him. And I just think it's so incredible that you were able to turn that pain into so much positivity it's really an inspiring story, and I appreciate you letting us know about it and doing this for almost a decade now. It's great. It, it's true. We started off sending, I think, what, uh, 20 boxes a year, and now 10 years later, we're up 2,000. So, And again, I want to say if anybody out there has, if they know anybody that's deployed, anybody, please um, show up and they can actually customize a box just for them. Wow, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Okay, so again, that's happening next Saturday, May 6th at 1 p.m. at Liberty High School. Make sure you go down and check it out, help out, bring some items for the care packages, or go to Douglas J. Green Memorial Foundation.org and make the monetary donation there. Sunny, thank you so much, and I hope a lot of people come out next weekend to help you out. Oh, me too. It's going to be so much fun. Thank you, Heather, so much for having us. My name is Corporal Bradley Joseph Seitz. Jerry Reed. Kate Weber. These are real veterans facing a real challenge. I have PTSD. And I have PTSD. I have PTSD. Post-traumatic stress disorder can happen to anyone. I was still in a war zone in my mind. But treatment can turn your life around. Treatment has really saved my life. To learn about PTSD and how treatment can help you, call your local VA medical center or visit ptsd.va.gov.
You're listening to the Odyssey Las Vegas Public Affairs Show. I'm Heather Vale, and I'm speaking with Cynthia Lewis, Philanthropy Relations Manager for the Just One Project. The nonprofit is Southern Nevada's largest mobile food pantry, and their third annual on-cloud wine fundraising event is coming up. Cynthia, thank you so much for being here today. Thanks for having me. So for those who aren't familiar, what exactly does the Just One Project do on a day-to-day basis? Well, the Just One Project is Southern Nevada's largest mobile food pantry. We serve more than 20,000 people monthly through our community markets, our mobile food pantry, our valley-wide pop-up and gives, and home deliveries. And we are a volunteer-ran organization. Volunteers are the heart and soul of our organization. They all come together to make a positive impact and difference in our community. And with volunteer opportunities throughout the week and on Saturdays, and we have no age limit or requirement, we always invite the entire Valley to connect with us for a hands-on opportunity to give back to our community. Nice. That sounds awesome. So what void does the Just One Project fill in the Las Vegas Valley? Because we have a lot of amazing organizations here, but what makes the Just One Project different? I think our biggest thing is, um, you know, we started very organically and naturally just kind of seeing what our community needed, and we kind of stepped up to fill that need. And I think one thing that makes us super special is that we teach our clients how to be self-sufficient. So we're not just, you know, giving them handouts and whatever. We are literally working with them one-on-one to teach them, you know, how to be self-sustainable, which is huge. And then that can change, you know, generational cycles of their family. Yeah. So instead of just giving them a fish, you're teaching them how to fish. Exactly. That's awesome. So what are some of the youth programs that you have? So we have two youth programs. Our Leadership Academy is our longest running one, and that runs from August through May. That is on a 90-day cohort schedule. And those kiddos are age 16 to 22 years old, and they are displaced from either school or the workforce. And uh, we work with them one-on-one to get their goals and figure out exactly what they need as, as a person to help better themselves. So that one's basically custom catered towards every child in that program. And so they leave our program, you know, they graduate with many different certificates of completion in different areas. So they'll be, you know, learning tons of life skills. They'll get CPR certified. You know, if they don't know how to swim, we teach them how to swim. If they don't know how to balance a checkbook, you know, financial literacy is huge. Emotional support is huge. For all of these kids and every day they're working one-on-one with a licensed clinical therapist you know to go over emotional boundaries and um, and wellness so that's our biggest program and then during the summer we have six separate weeks of an amazing summer camp and that one is geared towards middle school and high school kiddos so each week is themed it's monday through friday lunch is provided it's completely free of charge all of our youth programs are And again, those kids are working with licensed clinical therapists and learning about boundaries, emotional resilience, again, with the financial literacy, even starting that young is super important. And so we make that fun. Every week is themed. So the kiddos kind of get to pick, you know, one week will be sports. So we'll have some Raiders players in or some Golden Knights players. And they kind of give their story and, you know, how they grew up and goals that they had set and how they worked hard to achieve them. Another topic would be uh, the justice system. So they go on field trips, they'll go down to the courthouse, they'll learn about, you know, how to be an attorney or what that looks like and how, you know, the steps to get there. So those are our youth programs and they're pretty awesome. 
Yeah, they sound really awesome. So what are the criteria for the kids to attend besides being in the appropriate age group for that program? They just have to register. That's it. Nice. Yeah, it's pretty simple. So as long as we have the space for them, yeah, they're going to get in. Okay, that's awesome. So obviously, with all these amazing programs going on, you need to raise funds. So tell us about the OnCloud Wine fundraiser that you have coming up. Yes. So our OnCloud Wine is the Just One Project's premier fundraising event. And all you know funds raised go to support the programs and the services that we offer to more than 20,000 food insecure residents every month. I love the name on Cloud Wine. I love plays on words. <laughs> but what exactly? I mean, I have pictures in my mind of what that fundraising event would be like. But what would people experience if they attend that event? So on Cloud Wine, you, yes, you think, you know, the wine. So we've got charcuterie. We've got a delectable food menu, um, you know, full dinner. We've got the wine bar. And this year we have uh, live music from a super awesome 80s cover band. They're called the Spasmatics. So they've been around Vegas for a while. They are so much fun. And then we've got like a 360 photo booth. And yeah, we're just, we're just going to have an amazing time. So it honors Jerry Stanley, president and founder of Soil Tech. Why did you choose to honor him? Oh, Jerry, he is the best. As you mentioned, he's the president and founder of Soil Tech. And Soil Tech provides responsible and sustainable land restoration services. And over the last two years, Jerry has generously donated to the Just One Project's client fund, which is a very special fund that was created to support unplanned expenses, such as like medical costs or car repairs, house repairs, um, anything from rental assistance, and just much more. Basically, you know, anything that's needed to keep our client in a safe environment. So there's no, you know, strings attached to those funds, which is amazing and life-changing. Yeah, definitely. So the funds that are raised from OnCloud Wine, do they support all your programs in general or is it allocated for specific programs? So the funds raised in this event go towards all of our programs. So Jerry specifically, like he donates to us as a donor specifically for his very special, we call it the Cosmic Jerry Fund. And that's the, that's the special fund that goes towards the clients. Mm -hmm. But the fundraiser itself all that money goes towards all of our programs. That's awesome. Okay, so when and where is it happening? So it's going to be on Saturday, May 20th at 6 p.m. It is in a private residential home in the historic Alta community. We've got our tickets on our website, which is the justoneproject.org. And individual tickets are $250. And then we've got tables of eight starting at 2000 and we've got some sponsorship packages starting at 5000 and because there's lots of lovely wine um, it is a 21 year of age and older event <laughs> okay now you mentioned the website the just one project.org and you also mentioned that you have a lot of volunteers that the organization relies on if someone listening is interested in becoming a volunteer can they do that at the website as well Absolutely. So we've got a really big volunteer tab. So they will just click on that and then just follow the steps. So they're just going to register and then that will give them a PIN number and then it pulls up a calendar and it's so simple and user-friendly. You just, you know, find a date that works for your schedule. You click on it and then you sign up for your, um, your time slot and you just come on down. 
And then are there opportunities on the website to donate as well if they aren't able to go to the OnCloud Wine Fundraiser? Yes, there's also a tab for that as well. It's just right under Donate. So again, our website is amazing and super user-friendly. Yeah, and obviously they can find out a lot more information about what you guys are doing as well. Yes, all of our programs are listed on that. Tons of great pictures. And then another place to find us is on our social media. So we are on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. So if you check us out on there, you'll always be abreast of things going on, volunteer opportunities, fun pictures and videos of, you know, staff that you can kind of get to know behind the scenes. And definitely it shows our culture and our vibes through our social. Perfect. Okay. So once again, if you're interested in going to the On Cloud Wine fundraiser, you can go to thejustoneproject.org and get your tickets there, thejustoneproject.org. And you can also sign up to be a volunteer. You can donate. You can find out more about what they're doing or check them out on social media. They're on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter, The Just One Project. So the On Cloud Wine fundraising event is happening Saturday, May 20th from 6 to 9 p.m. It's at a private residence. You'll get the address when you purchase a ticket. They do have valet parking there. And again, it's all happening Saturday, May 20th, 6 to 9 p.m. And that's the On Cloud Wine fundraiser. And the website is thejustoneproject.org. And Cynthia, I want to thank you so much for being here and letting us know what's going on and what you guys are doing in the community to make a big impact. I love the youth programs and the mobile food bank and all the other stuff you're doing. So I hope a lot of people turn out. And Cynthia, thank you for your time. Thank you, Heather. I appreciate it. I'm so looking forward to this event. We're super stoked about it. Odyssey celebrates Earth Month as a part of one thing. If all of us do our one thing together, that's millions of things for our planet. Join us at odyssey.com slash one thing and the free Odyssey app. There, you can discover what your one thing is. Hear what your favorite artists, athletes, and public figures are doing to protect the environment and listen to podcasts and music about our planet. Odyssey celebrates Earth Month at odyssey.com slash one thing and the free Odyssey app. That's A-U-D. A tree can be a warrior, battling global challenges with greater courage. A tree can be a solution, cleaning our air, supporting our communities, and protecting our wildlife. A tree can be noble, growing hope in every corner of the world. That's why now is the time for trees, millions of trees. Join our planting movement at arborday.org. This is the Odyssey Las Vegas Public Affairs Show. I'm Heather Vale, and joining me is Myra Serrano, Health Equity Director at Anthem Blue Cross and Blue Shield. Myra's work focuses on collaborating and engaging with members, providers, government, and community-based organizations to impact health disparities. 186,000 people in Nevada could lose their Medicaid plan and need to find new health coverage, but a recent survey of adults found that more than 60% are not aware their eligibility for Medicaid could be in danger. Myra, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you, Heather, and good morning. Why are so many Nevadans in danger of losing their Medicaid coverage? Well, Heather, Medicaid is a health insurance program that's administered by the states according to federal requirements, and it's normally renewed every year. However, during the pandemic, people could stay enrolled in their Medicaid plan regardless of any changes in their status or eligibility. 
And now as we're emerging from the pandemic, states are reviewing eligibility requirements again, and many people can be at risk of losing their Medicaid coverage. Okay, what would cause someone to lose coverage that they were previously eligible for? So there could be a change in their status. For example, maybe they weren't employed and now they are employed and they have coverage through their employer. There might be a change in their income. There could be changes in terms of pregnancy or the size of their household. Okay. And why is the renewal starting now? Is it simply this is a convenient time because the pandemic is essentially over? Oh, it's changing because of an act that was passed by Congress in December. Okay. And what do people need to do in order to, first of all, figure out whether they're still going to be eligible? And second of all, taking action to make sure they keep their Medicaid coverage if they are still eligible? Yeah. So Medicaid enrollees need to watch for communications. It can either be through mail, text, phone, email, and it's going to be coming from the state. And these may be requests for information that people should respond to right away. And people will begin receiving these notices in the coming weeks if they haven't already. And will continue um, throughout the year for people in Nevada. And extended health coverage could end as early as June 1st. Okay, so what happens if the mail arrives and they don't realize it's something important, ignore it, throw it out, whatever, then what happens with the Medicaid coverage? So we definitely want them to have up-to-date information so they can definitely reach out to the Nevada Department of Health and Human Services to update their address and contact information so that they are receiving this information. But it's really important to open up that communication so that you can maintain your coverage. Okay. And if things have changed, what information do people need to update? Yeah. So you definitely want to update your um, contact information. So you can definitely reach out to the Nevada Department of Health and Human Services. You can visit healthcare.gov or you can visit anthem.com slash stay covered. It has a lot of information on how to update your information so that you receive the latest information. And if someone, you know, is losing their coverage, they really have that limited time to find a new health plan. Okay, so it's just a matter of updating contact info and then waiting basically to be contacted? Yes. Yeah, so after that, they will be contacted once they update their information so that that way they can update their eligibility and status. Okay. And what are the current eligibility requirements to receive Medicaid? They may differ from state to state, uh, but what is important is that people can fill out the information by visiting healthcare.gov or anthem.com slash state covered, and that will have a lot more information there. Okay, but normally it's income-based? Normally it is income-based and household size. Okay, so if by chance someone was laid off during the pandemic and they were eligible for Medicaid at the time, but as you mentioned, might have gotten a job in the meantime, they should expect to probably not be eligible anymore? They may still be eligible, but they also may be eligible through their employer. They might have access to health coverage through their employer as well. And if they decide that, well, you know what, I'm not even going to bother because I know I'm not eligible anymore, will it just stop or should they actually take action and send something and say, hey, look, I know I'm not eligible, but here's the proof that I'm not eligible? They should definitely still take action because they may be eligible for other plans and there's financial assistance that can make those marketplace plans affordable, even as low as zero dollars for people that may qualify. 
And how would they find out about those options? So if they fill out that information and send it uh, back to the state, the state should be sending them that information. But again, they can also visit healthcare.gov or anthem.com slash state covered. Okay. And usually people need to wait until an open enrollment period in order to switch to a new healthcare plan. But is this like a special eligibility? So if they're losing Medicaid coverage, then they can register for another health plan now instead of waiting? Absolutely, you're correct. There's normally a specific time that you can enroll, but this constitutes a special enrollment period for people who may lose their Medicaid coverage. Okay. And what are the deadlines that people should be aware of that after that, there's no point, they're not going to be able to reapply? Well, it's some of the eligibility can change in Nevada as of June 1st. So definitely pay attention to all the communication that's coming out right now and will be coming out in the next couple of months. And they can visit the Nevada Department of Health and Human Services, and that will have more information for deadlines. Okay, awesome. So anthem.com stay covered is where you can find out more information about the Medicaid changes. You can also go to healthcare.gov and get more information there, healthcare.gov. And in Nevada, if you want to check it out and update your contact information, it's going to be accessnevada.dwss.nv.gov, accessnevada.dwss.nv.gov. And Myra, I want to thank you so much for being here and bringing this to people's attention because it's very important. And, you know, as we mentioned, the majority of people don't even know this is happening right now. So thank you for being here and spreading the word and sharing your expertise with us. Thank you so much, Heather. One of our biggest problems today is that we are afraid to have others challenge our mindset. And therefore, we avoid topics that could lead to challenging conversations. At a young age, we're told not to talk about anything that is remotely divisive. But without having challenging conversations, how do you know that what you're saying is your truth and not just something you were raised to believe? Having conversations is how we learn. It's important to be able to see the other sides of things in order to form an opinion and choose what's best for you. Let's say you were raised to shower with all your clothes on. You could go throughout life thinking that is the best way to get clean. And if you never meet anyone brave enough to talk about hygiene, then you may never know that there is a better way. There's no reason to be afraid of differences. Limiting yourself to certain topics can render yourself unable to talk to friends, coworkers, or even family. To avoid challenging conversations is the same as to keep your mind trapped in a little box. Open your box and start having more civic conversation. Civility. It's an American thing. From AmericanThing.org. You're listening to the Odyssey Las Vegas Public Affairs Show. I'm Heather Vale, and joining me is Kevin Riley, board member for Hyundai Hope on Wheels and childhood cancer survivor Rainey Clark. Rainey, known by her friends as Rainbow, is 10 years old and lives in Bunkerville, Nevada. She was diagnosed with leukemia at the age of six and finished treatment two years ago. Childhood cancer is the leading cause of death by disease among children in the United States, and 43 kids are diagnosed with cancer each day. The nonprofit Hyundai Hope on Wheels has been a major contributor to the funding of childhood cancer research and program grants for 25 years now. Kevin and Rainey, thank you both so much for being here today. Thank you for having us, Heather. Thank you. Kevin, what exactly does Hope on Wheels do? Well, the mission of Hyundai Hope on Wheels, both from Hyundai Motor America and Hyundai dealers across the nation, is to put an end to pediatric cancer. 
And the way we do that is every time a Hyundai is sold, Hyundai dealers and Hyundai Motor America, we put our money together and that money goes to pediatric cancer research. And this year alone in our 25th anniversary, we're going to donate $25 million in pediatric cancer research grants, bringing our lifetime total over 25 years to $225 million. Wow, that's fantastic. So, Kevin, what changes have you seen in the fight against pediatric cancer during that quarter century? So it's interesting. If you think you know, back to 1998 to now, and we just analogize it to our own use of technology, I think technology has changed the most in the area of research. So the technological advances have allowed researchers to you know, test out their hypotheses and get results that much faster and utilize that technology to achieve cures that much faster. Now, in the area of treatment, uh, technology has allowed treatment providers to provide less invasive treatment options for children as they try to battle uh, against cancer and provide a better quality of life after they're cured. Yeah, that's great. Rainey, can you tell us about your own personal battle against cancer? Hi, I'm Rainey Clark, and I'm 10 years old. I was six years old when I was diagnosed my mother took me to the doctor because she thought I had strep throat. Soon after my vitals crashed, I was airlifted to a children's hospital. That's where I was diagnosed with ALL, acute lymphoblastic leukemia. And what was the process like once you realized that you got that diagnosis? How did it feel and where did you go from there to eventually achieve health again? At the first, I was really scared, and I didn't know what it meant, so it was kind of an upside for me because I was too little to understand. But then it eventually got better and better, and then soon I was in remission. Why is it so important for people to help with childhood cancer research? It's important for people to you know, help and support pediatric cancer research because what people may not know, if you look at federal funding for cancer research, Heather, only 4% actually goes to pediatric cancer research. So Hyundai Hope on Wheels plays an important part in this pediatric cancer research space. You know, first of all, to get funding in the hands of researchers, but also create awareness uh, through the general public that, hey, we need more support here. You know, these children are our future and we need to support pediatric cancer research to help them live a long, happy and cancer free life. Kevin, why is it currently so low? 4% seems like an extremely low number. Yeah, I wish I had the answer to that. So uh, what we do is we just focus on solutions. So unfortunately, it is at 4%. So Hyundai Hope on Wheels, what we focused on is growing the amounts of our contributions over the years. And so we started back in 1998 with very small contributions. Uh, we've grown as an organization. And again, so this year we'll have $25 million we're donating in pediatric cancer research grants. So to the extent that there's not much money out there from the federal government, we try to step in and put that money in the hands of researchers to find cures. That's great. Rainey, when you hear Kevin mention how much of an impact they're making against pediatric cancer, how does that make you feel? It makes me feel sad. Like, I want it to be more, like, to 100, you know, so they can find a good cure and cancer can just go away. Yeah, that would be nice. Of course, every little step, every little bit helps. So I guess, you know, for the future of other kids who might develop cancer, do you think research is important to figure out how to stop it? Yes. 
So, Kevin, where do Hope on Wheels grants go to? Well, they go to brilliant researchers all across the nation. So uh, we have institutions that we support from Washington, D.C. to Miami to California, Las Vegas, and everywhere in between. And so these researchers take the money and they put it into their particular area of expertise within pediatric cancer research. And over the 25 years, we're just you know very heartened to see uh, that research that has developed over time and actually has led to cures for certain types of pediatric cancers. And so we're there in this fight for the long term. We've been there for 25 years. I think Rainey makes a great point there. We're looking to increase the money each and every year. So that will certainly be our mission. So when we get to a day that no child, no parent, no doctor, or no one ever has to hear the words, your child has cancer. Yeah, that must be some of the most horrifying words on earth. And Kevin, do you know offhand what some of the forms of pediatric cancer are that have been cured through this research? Well, it's interesting. I'll just give you an example of, of the importance of Hyundai Hope on Wheels being in this particular area in supporting pediatric cancer research in the early stage. Georgetown Lombardi Comprehensive Cancer Center, we supported Ewing sarcoma research early on, and they are now going through clinical trials to help with certain types of Ewing sarcoma. And, you know, it's important because certain types of cancer, like Ewing sarcoma, it affects a very small population of children. And so the challenge there is, is that you don't have large drug companies may be investing because the people who could be cured or healed by that particular treatment is so small. And so that's why it's important for nonprofits like Hyundai Hope on Wheels to be there to help even this small percentage of the population. Yeah, absolutely. So where can listeners go for more information about Hyundai Hope on Wheels? Well, they can go to uh, HyundaiHopeOnWheels.org and you can learn about the amazing cancer research that's being undertaken. But even more importantly, you can read the stories of brave cancer survivors just like Rainy here today. And I think you'll all be inspired. That's fantastic. Rainy, what do you want listeners to know about you and about childhood cancer? I want them to know that, that it takes both sunshine and rain to make a rainbow and to always be brave and just have it while you got it. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. I love that, Rainy. All right. So once again, the website is HyundaiHopeOnWheels.org, H-Y-U-N-D-A-I, HopeOnWheels.org, HyundaiHopeOnWheels.org. You can read about the cancer research that Hyundai's donating to and also the amazing success stories like Rainy's. Kevin and Rainey, I want to thank you both so much for being here today. And Rainey, I, now I know why your friends call you Rainbow. That <laughs> you have such a great attitude. And thank I you. really appreciate both of your times. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you for having us. Learning your child has cancer causes an emotional and financial crisis. Often the best place for treatment is far from home. But with the help of the National Children's Cancer Society, children battling cancer can get to life-saving treatment whether it's across town or across the country. To learn how we give families hope and give their children the best shot at survival, visit thenccs.org. That's T-H-E-N-C-C-S dot org. Because no family should go through childhood cancer alone. Cancer can feel like something we can't do anything about. But you can. There are screening tests that can catch cancer early when it may be easier to treat. Begin cervical screening at age 25. At 45, start colorectal and breast screening. At 50, discuss lung screening with a doctor. Find resources for free and low-cost screening at cancer.org slash get screened. This is a public service message from the American Cancer Society.
I'm Heather Vale, and this is the Odyssey Las Vegas Public Affairs Show. I'm speaking with Barbara Shipley, SVP of Brand Integration for AARP, and social media influencer Zachary Burr Abel. AARP is the nation's largest nonprofit, nonpartisan organization dedicated to empowering people 50 and older to choose how they live as they age. But it turns out that you don't have to be 50 or older to join. Barbara and Zachary, thank you both so much for being here today. Thanks so much for having us. Yeah, thank you. So, Barbara, why do most people think you have to be at least 50 to join AARP? Well, you know, we're a nonprofit, and our mission really is to help support people over 50, but that includes their families, and it helps uh, strengthening their communities. So I understand why people think that, but that's one of the reasons why we're helping people understand that if you want to save money or you want to get access to great resources or or tips to stay healthy, AARP can be a great resource for you before you're 50. Nice. So Zachary, you posted a video that went viral about how much money you saved using your AARP membership. How old were you when you joined? Yeah, so I, I did post a video. I was 34 years old when I first joined uh, AARP, which was uh, several years ago now, yeah. And how did you know that you could join at 34? Well, I'm obsessed with deals and I'm a full-time travel blogger. I have a website where I post all sorts of deals and uh, I knew that AARP had a lot of travel discounts and deals and I thought that one of the biggest deals was actually the fact that you could join under 50 and that my audience would really appreciate it. So how much did you save that prompted you to share that video? I've saved definitely uh, well over $1,000, probably a few thousand bucks over the lifetime of the membership. So I thought that that would be something that would pique the interest of my audience. Yeah, absolutely. Barbara, what is a benefits badass? Ah, we love this concept of the AARP benefits badass. I mean, we think about people who are courageous, they're fearless. They're smart, they're shrewd, people like Zach. Um, <laughs> yeah. They want to try to find the best deal or stay healthy or the best ways to stay connected to family and friends or even give back to their community. So we decided to celebrate that and create a contest. So for a very easy two minute video that people can upload explaining to us why they think they deserve to win, they can win $50,000 for being crowned the first ever AARP Benefits Badass. Wow, nice. Okay, so when does the contest run? So the contest, you have to get your video uploaded by May 29th, so there's still plenty of time. And we will crown the first winner in middle of August. And they'll reign for a year. Nice, okay. All right, so I'm gonna ask both of you, what are the benefits that AARP members are entitled to and maybe some benefits that they're not aware of? Zach, why don't you get us started because you are the travel guy and uh, I You're think the they're details both, guy. Yeah, they're, they're very similar <laughs> and then I can fill in. Sure. Okay. Uh, so so I, I focus a lot on travel. So there's discounts from, you know, airlines, hotels. One of my favorites is a one-way car rental discounts. AARP has some fantastic deals there. And then uh, one of the things that I highlight uh, quite a bit is that you can actually buy discounted gift cards on AARP. So you can use them with sort of a built-in discount at some of your favorite locations. And Zach, one of the things I loved that you you actually told me is that sometimes the one-way rental car could almost be cheaper than an Uber to the airport. Yes. So it's these kind of hacks. I, I wouldn't have thought of that, to be honest with you. So I think it's great when our members are all sort of sharing what they do and how they leverage and uncover some of the best everyday discounts. 
Yeah, no, these are definitely hacks for inflation. But I find that, you know, sometimes it gets confusing as to how you access these discounts. So I remember back in the day, you would walk up to, let's say, the checkout counter at a hotel or a car rental place, and it would say right on the counter, we give AARP discounts to members. So it was right there. And, you know, AARP members would whip out their AARP membership card and get that discount. But now that a lot of people are doing more shopping online and we don't necessarily have that point of sale reminder in our face, what is the process for getting these discounts online? So that is a great question. And I think it's across the retail shopping entertainment experience. If you're online, I would also tell you that you can manage your AARP membership completely online if you want. Carry the hard card. We're proud when people do. But you can load your card onto your phone. You can use it through the AARP app. And if you are managing your membership online, it's a great way to get information and updates on what might be available to you. The other piece of information or recommendation I would make to people is to ask. Ask if there's a discount. I'm an AARP member, what is my discount? And many times that's when you will find out what it is. When you're booking a rental car or travel or buying your movie ticket, that may be the moment when you can apply your AARP membership and get the discount is at the point when you book it. So there are a lot of different ways. We do have a lot of discounts. We help our members stay on top of what they are through lots of communication, emails, alerts, the app, our website. So I think we're really good about helping people understand it's a constantly growing sort of constellation of opportunities to save money every day. Yeah, nice. What other tips do either of you have on how to use AARP memberships to save money, maybe beyond just discounts? So I think our content is a great way. We have one of the biggest features that we have every year through our publication, which is also online, is called 99 Ways to Save. And it is one of the most popular things that we do. People wait for it. They save it. We hear that they clip it or they bookmark it. And again, this is think about all the different ways that you might be able to save. It may not just be at shopping and retail. It may be in just being a more savvy consumer. It may be doing a little bit of research up front before you make a purchase, and there may not even be a discount involved. There are ways to save on being healthy. So I think that we're really all about life hacks and we're really embracing that and making sure that we put that in front of our members and people who aren't yet members. You know, we want everybody to understand different ways to stay healthy or stay connected. Nice. Okay. So, Zach, I mean, unofficially, you are the first AARP benefits badass, even though you can't <laughs> wear the crown. <laughs> so, so, Zach, could you let people know where they could go to learn more about the contest or submit their video? Yeah, for sure. You can go to aarpbenefitsbadass.org. And I believe Barbara can correct me here, but you, you upload a two-minute video. Uh, you write like a short little essay. And that's, I think, pretty it's much pretty the submission. It. It's, it's pretty straightforward. But Yeah, and it's, yeah, we, we an essay is, you know, it's not college. There's, there's no SAT here. Um, but it's just a couple <laughs> of words that just kind of start to capture a little bit about who you are and how you identify as a badass that likes to save money, stay healthy, and stay connected. Perfect. And Barbara, where can people go to sign up to be an AARP member if they're not yet? This is the easiest in the world. It's aarp.org. 
where you're going to find a host of great information, resources, tools, and a great opportunity to join. And Perfect. we have a lot of different ways that people can join, you know, so we make the membership fit for people. It can be as low as $12 a year, and it's a membership built for two. All right. Awesome. So once again, the website to go to if you want to sign up to be an AARP member, and it doesn't matter how old you are, you don't have to be over 50. Just go to AARP.org and look at the different options there, AARP.org. And if you're an AARP benefits badass, meaning you know how to use that membership to do inflation hacks to save money, go ahead and upload your two-minute video because you can win $50,000. Just go to AARPbenefitsbadass.org and do that by May 29th, aarpbenefitsbadass.org. And Barbara and Zachary, I want to thank you both so much for being here and letting people know, first of all, that you can be an AARP member before 50, because a lot of people don't know that, and also letting us know about this amazing contest and some life hacks that they can make use of. So I appreciate both your time. Thank you so much. Super. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Victor deployed for the first time to Afghanistan in 2003. At four in the morning, my phone rang. They said, I regret to inform you that your husband was wounded in action. Victor sustained a moderate traumatic brain injury. I was doing school full time, and I was also then caring for Victor. One of the most important elements of caregiving is taking care of yourself. I just didn't want to forget that I also had goals and that I also had a life. What I did is I challenged Victor to meet me halfway. There are almost six million military and veteran caregivers across the nation. We have our own journey, and we can fulfill that journey at the same time that we are helping our loved one. Visit aarp.org caregiving for a free military veteran's guide to navigate your caregiving journey and better care for your loved one and yourself. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. I'm Heather Vale with the Odyssey Las Vegas Public Affairs Show, and this is your community events calendar for nonprofit initiatives and charity events around the valley. The Douglas J. Green Memorial Foundation's ninth annual Munchies for the Military donation drive ends this weekend on Sunday, April 30th. They're providing care packages for armed forces members who are deployed overseas. You can still drop off package snacks for the drive at various locations throughout the valley this weekend only. You can also bring them to the final event and help pack the boxes next Saturday, May 6 at 1 p.m. at Liberty High School. Find out more details at Inspirata.com under events. That's Inspirata.com under events for the wish lists, the drop-off locations, and the details for the final event. Or you can make a monetary donation at Douglas J. Green Memorial Foundation.org. That's Douglas J. Green Memorial Foundation.org. Monday's Dark with Mark Chinook is a bi-monthly musical fundraising party at The Space, with each event raising $10,000 for a specific charity in 90 minutes. Upcoming shows include Monday, May 8th at 8 p.m., benefiting NLS, Nevada Legal Services, and Monday, May 22nd at 8 p.m., benefiting the Foundation for Recovery. Get tickets or find out more details at mondaysdark.com. That's mondaysdark.com. 
The Just One Project's third annual premiere On Cloud Wine fundraising event takes place on Saturday, May 20th from 6 to 9 p.m. at a private residence with valet parking available to guests. The Just One Project is Southern Nevada's largest mobile food pantry and distributes groceries to more than 20,000 food insecure residents every month. This year's event honors supporter Jerry Stanley, president and founder of Soiltech. Get your tickets or sponsorships at thejustoneproject.org slash oncloudwine. That's thejustoneproject.org slash oncloudwine. Three Square's Bag Childhood Hunger Campaign is doubling its impact thanks to matching sponsors through May 31st. For every dollar donated, Three Square can now provide up to six wholesome, nutritious meals to Southern Nevada children and families in need. Find out more or make a donation at threesquare.org. That's threesquare.org. And Chef Pete Gioni's running a 10-week Cooking for a Cure fundraising campaign with a goal of raising $100,000 over those 10 weeks to support the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, or LLS. You can donate at the various partner restaurants or directly through his website through June 10th. Find out more, learn about healthy eating for cancer patients, see the list of participating restaurants, or make a donation at cookingforacure.com. That's cookingforacure.com.